Are you tired of being told what to think and how to act? Well, you are not alone. In case you haven't realized it, you have an internal GPS. It knows all you need to know about how to live your life. So it's about time you stopped letting the media and the government tell you what is true for you. In fact, it is exactly that time. It's time to think for yourself. And here to make sure you're doing just that is your host, mediator, author, and lawyer, Carol Gold. Well, hi, it is Sunday, July the 30th. How to think about that for a moment. I'm Carol Gold, and welcome to Think for Yourself. In this episode, I want to look at two issues. One of them is President Biden's health, and the other is the southern border and illegal immigration. But I also want to look at how we got where we are with both of those issues. So why those two issues in particular? Well, I would say there are many things going on in our lives today on almost every sphere of our existence, whether it's financial or it's social or it's governmental. It doesn't really matter. There are issues that could be addressed. But the reason I want to look at these two is because I think they're, number one, the most obvious, and number two, they're both verifiable to the objective observer. The first one being the president's health. It's pretty clear to anyone who wants to honestly and without an agenda observe President Biden's health, his mental health, and sometimes his physical health, his agility and his ability to get around, but more importantly, his mental health, that he's in some stage of dementia. And when you look up the stages of dementia, I believe there are seven, and I've heard that medically he appears to be in about stage five, that he can't string words together, sentences together. And while people say that, well, he's always had a stuttering problem and he likes to say he had one as a child and he works to overcome it, this is about way more than stuttering and his falling and his not appearing to know where he is at times and needing other people to steer him, whether it's his wife or it's an aide, his getting facts wrong, his getting numbers wrong, his getting his own history wrong, saying that his son died in Iraq, meaning his son Bo, when in fact he died in the United States of cancer. He's clearly mentally incapacitated to almost a stunning degree, given the position that he holds. And there's video and there's audio to back that up, which is why it's one of the two topics that I wanted to talk about in relationship to the bigger theme of this episode, which is all about taking personal responsibility for the things that go on around us in our lives and taking that personal responsibility in a timely way. And I'll get to that in more detail as I go on. But let me then go to the second subject, which is our southern border and illegal immigration. Again, easily verifiable, unconditionally occurring, no one who, again, comes to it without an agenda would deny that we are allowing millions, millions of illegal aliens into this country, that there is trafficking along that southern border, sex trafficking, human trafficking, everything from using infants almost in a sense that they've been rented because those infants come across and those children come across multiple times in order to validate 
adults, male adults who are not their relatives. It's really something the cartels have set up to make happen, to get these men into the country illegally, men who arguably are of fighting age. That's my own personal opinion. I share it with you for that reason, but I qualify it by saying it's my own personal opinion. Okay. So the president's health and the porousness of our southern border, and porous to the point where we don't have a southern border that's functional, that's operative at this time, and that's creating a great threat, not only to individuals and to the population in general, but also a drain and a threat to the economy. Because what happens to these people once they're here? And we also know that that is leading to an entire child labor problem of underage children being used again as slaves in businesses, in manufacturing, and in warehouses, etc. Okay, so having identified those two areas, let me share with you what President Reagan said. He said in terms of nuclear disarmament, trust but verify. Trust but verify. There's another interesting saying by the Arabs In Arab countries, people say, trust in Allah, but tether the camel. Trust in Allah, but tether the camel. What does that mean? Well, in a sense, it means the same thing as trust but verify. It means it's a good thing to trust and to kind of expect the best, but it's also important to prepare for the worst. And that's why you may trust that Allah will protect you, but you don't leave your camel untied because somebody's likely to steal it. And with Reagan, it was about trust that other nations, such as the Soviet Union at the time, would abide by nuclear disarmament, but you need a method for verifying that it's happening, in fact. So what happens in any situation when you trust unconditionally and unquestionably? I can speak to this because as a divorce attorney for 15 years, I often came upon couples who had, in a sense, a repetitive theme that I saw in marriages that had broken up. One was typified by wives who were incredibly responsible in their own careers, some of whom were executives with major corporations, and yet they knew nothing about their family finances, nothing. They left it all to their husband. The other situation was when marriages begin to seem like they're in trouble to the husband or to the wife, but the party doesn't say anything about it because you want to trust the other person, even though your instincts are telling you otherwise, you don't really want to look into it because you don't want to know in case what you find is bad news. So you let it slide. You let it slide and you let it slide until it's a crisis, right? Until there's an affair, perhaps when you suspected there might've been having, someone might've been having an affair or suddenly the money is down to nothing and you don't understand what happened to the family finances. And you say in both cases, the wife who doesn't know anything about the finances or the spouse who thinks the other one is having an affair. What do you say? You say, how did this happen? How did this happen? And the answer is, you're in denial 
about your own complicity in not taking action along the way, way back when, when you sensed that something might be wrong. So what has happened to all the people in this country who are in denial about the state of things around us, particularly, I'm going to limit it to, the president's mental health or the state of his cognitive ability and the southern border. How are the people who, A, want to continue to vote for President Biden in the next election or who deny that we've got an immigration problem or don't even, if they don't deny it, they don't acknowledge the seriousness of it. How did that happen? Well, I believe it happened because like the wife in the marriage who trusts her spouse or vice versa, the husband who trusts his spouse with whatever marital assets we may be talking about, or in a relationship where one person thinks the other is being unfaithful, people trusted in our government. They trusted in our government. It's kind of across the board what Americans did for a very long time. We We all knew politicians were corrupt to some extent. We all knew the politics were dirty, but we assumed that the government was running in our own best interest, certainly national security. But a certain percentage of the population ignored warning signs along the way. Others did not. Others began to what I characterize as wake up, I would say ever since, I would say 9-11 ever since the Patriot Act was put into place, there are those who began to wake up and look around and question what was happening on a national scale, culturally, economically, and in terms of governance. But the rest of the people who were not waking up, they ignored the warning signs that the others were seeing. And a moment comes when even those people who ignored it are faced with the severity of the problem. In essence, everyone now is faced with the severity of President Biden's mental health, and everyone is faced with the consequences of illegal immigration and unfettered immigration. But the problem with the part of our population that doesn't want to look at those two remain in denial about them. And the reason is they were apathetic And they were willfully blind for so long that now that both of those issues are glaring, they only have one option, and that option is denial. Why? Because if they don't deny it, it means they're going to have to accept personal responsibility for allowing it to get this far, for not asking questions and standing up earlier. Because if you wake up suddenly to a disaster, it's overwhelming. But if you've been preparing for the disaster, it's still bad. But it's not so overwhelming that you don't feel that you have any options or or alternatives because you've been, in essence, preparing. Isn't that the premise of people who are preppers? They put away food, they put away water, they put away ammunition and ways of protecting themselves, their families, their loved ones, so that if a tornado comes, if a hurricane comes, if war comes, whatever comes, they have some preparation. They'll still suffer the consequences of the adverse event, but they won't be in the position that the people will be in who refused to look at the possibility and therefore refuse to prepare for the worst.
Where does it leave us now? Or where do we go from here? Given that we all know there is this problem in governance and this added problem of a new thrust for globalization and for deferring to government for everything to take care of us. You know, it goes all the way back to Obama money, right? It goes all the way back to Obama phones and Biden money and during COVID and this creeping up of government coming in, stepping in, providing you with what the next stage will be, which is universal basic income. That's what they'd like to do. This is where it leads. This is where we wind up. Because if you have deferred to government and if you're unwilling to say, okay, that was a mistake, look at the monster I've created, then you're simply going to go along with the same mentality that brought you to this moment of apathy and willful blindness. And you're going to say, oh, great, free money. Or, oh, great, universal basic income. Or, oh, great, I don't need to own a house, I'll rent a house, I'll be freer, right? Because that's the goal. The goal is for you not to own anything. That's the World Economic Forum's pledge on their website. You will own nothing and you'll be happy. Well, I can share a personal story with you, a painful personal story about the danger in allowing someone else to provide your basic universal income. I was raised by a very loving father and a loving mother, but my father's means of expressing love was through money. I was always able to access as much money as I kind of needed or wanted. I mean, there were limits, yes, but basically until I was, and this is hard to believe if you're listening, but until I was 37 years old and graduated law school, because I went late in life, I went to law school at age 33, my parents were, for the most part, my sole source of income. When I needed money, I called home. And this is not an easy thing to say when I look back, and it's not an easy thing to think about, but I share it because... It has a crippling effect. The crippling effect is when someone provides your basic needs, when they're all provided for, and then some, and they take away your responsibility for the quality of your own life, or you give up responsibility for the quality of your own life for the exchange of being, quote, taken care of, it robs you of an incentive to be creative, to work hard, to take the initiative, to think about your future, to plan for your future, to be fiscally responsible. It takes it all away. And it is crippling. That's the best word I can use. So when I hear about universal basic income, or I hear about the government providing this and providing that, and to some extent, I mean, this is not exactly a true um, analogy, but you know, everything comes to your door from Amazon, we've gotten really lazy and spoiled and crippled by the ease with which both technology and government, I'll call it subsidy at this point, you don't need to be on welfare or food stamps to have become reliant on government or to think that it could get even better if government would do more. It's a slippery slope and we're well on our way down that slope. So what is the cure? 
if this is the problem, if I've kind of laid out how we got here, because there are many more issues that this can apply to than just Joe Biden's health or our southern border. We've turned a blind eye. And when I say we, it's because I'm an American like you are. I realize that I probably woke up earlier (laughs) and I probably have been on this uh, bandwagon for a lot longer than perhaps many other people. Nonetheless, I'm an American and we're all in this together. And in a sense, we're all in this together around the world because I do believe at the moment that as America goes, so goes the world. And America's in trouble right now. This refusal to accept personal responsibility for how we got here and this continuing to allow it to occur, to look at videos and say the president is sharp, the president is fine, he should run for another term, he'll be 86 or 87 or God knows how old he'll be. That's perfectly fine. Mitch McConnell freezes in front of a camera and has obviously some kind of vestibular event in his brain. Dianne Feinstein has to be wheeled in and out of Congress to vote and told by her staff how to vote. John Fetterman is clearly a stroke victim who has not gotten back his speech or his ability to think clearly. These are the people who are leading us. And it's because we have refused, and I say we again because I'm an American and it's going to take a bunch of us to stand up and say no enough, meaning Every single person who's behaving like this and is still in Congress ought to be primaried in their party, regardless of party, if they're mentally incapable or they're so aged and infirm that they can't do the job. We are a remarkable nation. We have an almost endless supply of intelligence and creativity and potential leaders out there. Do you really want me or do you expect yourself to be comfortable believing that the best we can do is Joe Biden, Mitch McConnell, Dianne Feinstein, John Fetterman? But again, it takes us saying that it's enough, that yes, we take responsibility for turning a blind eye. Yes, we got comfortable. Yes, we got lazy. Yes, we got apathetic. Yes, we got reliant. And yes, we are almost crippled. I came out of where I was the same way that the nation will. You have to just step up and say, I have to be responsible. And the only way I can do that is to cut the tie to the endless source of what's crippling me. In my case, I did it with my father. He wasn't happy. He didn't like it. And he didn't understand it. But he hung in there because he wanted the relationship to continue. And we can do it without destroying the nation because the bond between Americans is strong and we have a history of rising to the occasion even if we come to the party late. The hour is late. The party is almost at its end, but it's not too late yet. So ask yourself, are you apathetic? Have you been willfully blind? Are you in denial? Or can you look at an open southern border and a dementia-ridden president and say, they both need to change, and I have a part in making that happen. I can be silent no longer. I'll find a way to be heard without being destructive. 
All we need to do is stand up for what we know to be right and true in the highest good of all concerned and in the best interest of the nation. Thanks for listening. I'm Carol Gold. I'll be back here again next Sunday. And until I am, by all means, think for yourself. Carol thanks you for spending your valuable time with her. It is her mission to empower you to remember how smart and capable you are. Be sure to check out Carol's website, carolgold.com. That's carol with an E, gold.com. Please leave a review and subscribe here so you'll be alerted to Carol's next podcast. Until then, above all else, remember, it's time to think for yourself.